0: The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au This is Sports Day.
1: Yeah, Welcome to it, a Thursday night edition of Sports Day. Another massive day in sport. Well, not a lot of action at the SCG Play Abandoned. Uh, late this afternoon, around about five to four uh, due to the rain. Play will start earlier tomorrow. Nine o'clock Queensland time tomorrow morning. Uh, Australia two for 116. The not-out batsman Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne. Of course, this happened today. Or- Caught it. Slip. Yes. Salman gets Warner again. With his second ball into the
0: attack, Warner was squared up. And just when it looked like Warner was building into a little bit of rhythm, he pulls his glove off, and the crowd's deflated with Warner walking off. There will be no
1: century in his final test
0: match, not in the first
1: innings at least. Yeah, one of you will get a crack in the second innings. She's um, well bowled today by Pakistan. Just that's that's the highlight for me. They really contain the Aussies. They like to score fast at the SCG and and... Uh, Dave Warner's got an amazing strike rate in, in in test cricket of about 77. But I just, yeah, well bowled. And considering their best bowler, Freedy, wasn't out there. He's withdrawn due to tiredness or soreness or something like that. I don't know why he can't play three test matches. But uh, well done by Pakistan with the ball today. Thanks to our partners. Big show coming up today. Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9 and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further Australian farmers, Rat and Sats had a chat with one of my favourite South players growing up, David Bohr. What a human, what a massive human that man is. Uh, he'll join us on the show tonight. Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. Uh, it's heating up on the Gold Coast, not just weather-wise, but also uh, racing-wise. We are one weekend away from the Magic Millions. So plenty going on this weekend. We'll have a chat to Nelson about that. In some news, Andrew Abdo has said the NRL will not introduce forward pass technology, saying that we must respect the flow of the game. I don't think we're introducing anything soon. What are your thoughts on that? 0457 736. 736. You, you know what? I agree hundred percent. I think we over officiate the game already, and I think we saw it in the grand final. Was it the grand final this year? that there was hardly any officiating they just let the players work it out and it ends up I reckon it ends up being fairer you know so you may you may cop one here but you may get one there and and vice versa and I I'm over the over officiating if we if we start putting technology in footballs to track forward passes it'll be another stoppage in the game now the Australian Rugby League Commission wanted to fasten up the game, so that's why they brought in the six again and all these other rules. But now we stand around, we, Fed Income, stand around and wait at least three to four minutes when a try is being reviewed. And we can see it on our TVs at home, you and I, we can see the decision, but the bunker still has about another three or four looks at it. The game is already suffering from stoppages. We don't need any more. It's sport, mistakes happen. Look what we're seeing in cricket. Look how much that's slowing down the game at the moment with all the reviews. No more. Stop it. <laughs> Just let them, let them play footy. Just let them go. And if we get some decisions wrong, as long as they're not massive clangers, but as long as we, again, the grand final was a great example. How can we let state of origin flow? Why do we let that flow? Why don't we pull up everything in state of origin? And it looks amazing. So don't don't no more technology good call andrew abdo uh what about alex demon last night first time he's ever defeated the world number one novak jokovic in perth 6-4-6-4 6-4 to help book australia spot in the united cup semi-finals yeah and i think it's it, it can't be the first loss jokovic i think i read somewhere in not a thousand days but something similar to that um well done. There is a there is a concern at the moment that there may be a slight injury, uh, to Novak Djokovic, uh, wrist or forearm around around that era. I mean, if you listen to, if you listen, to old mate, Nick Kyrgios, uh, it's because of the balls. I, aren't the balls the same for everyone else, or is it just because he hits more because he survives longer in tournaments? I, I don't know. But well done, Alex or uh, ranked 12 in the world right now. Heading into the Oz Open, that is good form. And that is a very good form line coming out of Perth at the United Cup, heading into the Oz Open. And did you get up this morning and watch this? Did you see it on KO? Or have you seen any of it on, I don't know, anywhere else? But 16-year-old darts sensation Luke Liddler's dreams were shattered this morning by a bloke in his 20s. How dare you? How dare you? Are you serious? Luke Humphreys won the World Darts Championship in London. I turned on the TV. I'd never seen a photo of Luke Littlers. And I'm going, which one is he? I, he didn't look 16. He looked 26. Um, he's a big unit. Ginger. Um, but, geez, he, he, had, he had Luke Humphries, the eventual champ, on toast. You had him. He was leading 4-2. Ended up losing, uh, I think it was 7-5. So it went to about 12, 12 sets. But uh, Littlers has become a household name in the UK after going on a run all the way to the final. Uh, Littler's was four, two up, as I said. And yeah, anyway, he got three. Look, amazing effort from the 16-year-old who lives off kebabs. Love it. I actually said to one of my daughters, like, he's 16. That's the sort of kid you've got to marry. And she told him to get lost. That's life. Uh, BBL update on the way next. This is Sports Day. Back in a
0: moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at Nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day.
1: Welcome back to the show. Thursday night edition of Sports Day. Back next Monday night. Hey, Sats is back on the 15th of January. And then our part-timer, our girl Friday, uh, Matt Rogers, back on the 22nd. He's going to do a week on the 22nd. While I have a break, I wonder how he's going to pull up after that. He's going to need another holiday, I reckon. Uh, for two I feel like a 2 a two-drink responsibly. Time for a, a Cricket Up BBL update. Um, Scorchers were too strong for the strikers in WA last night with a 42-run win. I'll start up till midnight watching this. So much cricket on the TV last night. You had the Test all day. That was enthralling. Then you had, uh, what you had the, the Heat and uh, the Sixers. And then you had this Scorchers game. And did you see um, that innings from Laurie Evans? He made 85 from 28 balls, including seven sixes and seven Fours. And some of those sixes he hit them a long way. It's a name to look out for, Laurie Evans. Well done, 85 from 28. Uh, Brisbane Heat last night beat the Sixers on DLS uh, method by three runs. It was funny, the over they were going into, um, they were behind and then Tor Paul Walter uh, smashed a couple of boundaries, which put him in front by three runs as the rain poured down. Uh, Kuhneman took two handy wickets for the Heats and so too did Tor Paul Walter, Josh Brown made 43 from 31 as well. He made that look pretty easy at Coffs. Interesting, when that rain came down last night, there was nothing on the radar. I was looking at bomb going, and it caught him by surprise the first time, and and the second time, they weren't expecting it. So just, I don't know whether the radar's not working in Coffs at the moment or those sneaky clouds, <laughs> but yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't look good. It absolutely bucketed down in Coffs last night. Pack crowd too, 9,000 people. Good to see the people of Coffs Harbour get behind that. I want to see more BBL action in regional areas. That'd be great. In action tonight, the Renegades uh, host Hobart Hurricanes at Marvel Stadium. Uh, Hobart needs another win to stay in touch. The Renegades this season is uh, is basically over. All right, that's our BBL update brought to you by Two E's. I feel like a Two or two. Drink responsibly earlier in the year. Uh, Maddie Rogers and Scotty Sattler caught up with Souths legend David Boyle. at chat's on the way next here on Sports Day.
0: It's time for Sports Days. Where are they now? It's got by here, Pierce. Pierce has got a colour with him. didn't see him though. Finally going back to Johnstone. And it goes the ball Boyle for the line. Boyle, has he got the pace? I'll tell you what he has. Boyle is there.
2: 1987, Game 3, State of Origin. And that man there, David Boyle, I've got to say, as a, as a fan of the South Sydney Rabbitohs growing up, I just admired this guy along with a lot of his teammates oh. through that 80s and, and 90s rat. He played all of his 169 games for the mighty Cardinal and Myrtle, the Rabbitohs, four state of origins in New South Wales, and he was part of one of the most feared forward packs to ever the play the game. Mm. That man is David Boyle, as you heard. How are you, Boyle?
3: Yeah, doing really well, guys.
2: How's life? So, what's happening in the in the world of David Ball? Now, I hear you're a grandfather. Is
3: that is that correct? I'm a grandfather. Yeah, on Tuesdays we get to play with the grandkids, and uh, it's very enlightening.
4: There's, there's something about being a grandfather, isn't it? I, I know that um, it's just a, it's a different. It's a, it's a, the love is there, but it's it's just it's so different when you've got grandkids. You've created this. Posse. Yeah, this posse of, of a family. And I've, I've got grandkids myself, Boyle, and there's just an amazing feeling came over me when I first met my grandkids. Did you have the same feeling?
3: Oh, absolutely. And it's probably payback for, you know, not giving enough time to our own kids. Yeah. But when mm. you're a grandparent, you just drop everything and just, yeah, just do what they really want you to do.
2: Now, Boyle, let's go let's go way back before you get graded with the, with the bunnies. Junior club, where'd you grow up?
3: Marilla Gorillas. Yep. Chalamaris and Marilla Gorillas, down in Group 7.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So, so mate, any, any of the players from that you played with as a, as a youngster, did any of them go on and get graded, play top grade?
3: Um, no, no. No, I was a lone ranger, I guess. Yeah. There's a couple from Derringong I played against, uh, Ford and Queen. Yep. So they were in the same Group 7 team. They played for, yeah gold, but yeah not not many around the gorilla gorillas
4: mate so i want to ask you about red fern oval I, I was a ball boy at red fern oval in the 1980s and i was terrified to be a ball boy it must have been a huge advantage uh for you uh did did, did you did you feel that it was a huge advantage for you guys as a team playing at red fern
3: it was pretty special especially when you you know the team we played with uh, craig bellamy talks about you know train hard and get lucky or work hard and get lucky. Well, I got lucky. I was a good worker and um, and played with a great bunch of guys that we're still really close mates with now. That's yeah. good. Now, if
2: I said the word Henry to you, Boyley, what does that mean to the listeners?
3: Yeah, grab a head and hit it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> who, is, is it true that Dean Rampling, part of the, the Mad Rampling Brothers, he came up
3: with the Henry call? He did. He did. And our, our great mentor and mate, Lionel Potter, was the one we called it after.
2: And so, mm. what happened? So, in in it's what cool. situation? When you were playing as a as a team, what situation would mean that you would have to call Henry?
3: I guess the biggest example was the semi final against Manly. We were down fourteen 0 and we had to do something to upset them. So, next scrum, I'm calling Henry. So that was it. Just grab the head, and and it terrified them.
4: Right. <laughs> So, mate, with the forward pack you had, I mean, you, yourself, Fennec, uh Les Davidson, Ellison, Michael Andrews, Rampling, Chisholm, and Roberts. Like, I, I would like to know, before a, before a game, the forwards get together, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, it's was, it was pretty
3: jovial in the dressing shed, and, and everybody knew what we had to do. Um, and you, you couldn't afford to let your mates down. We didn't have to worry about the coach bag, and if you didn't have a good game, that, they'd let you know.
2: Mm. Yeah, right. A young Ian Robbins. Um, and, and
3: that's, you know, yeah, yeah, he was, he was just lean and mean and he used to hit the punching bag like there was no tomorrow. Just a just a great guy. I, I
4: had I had the pleasure of, of playing uh, four or five years with Liz Davidson at Cronulla and I've I've never met uh, a more chalk and cheese person to on the field and off the field. When I got to play with him, he was a little bit more, a little older, a little more mature, I don't know when he was playing with you, uh, Boyly, whether he was he was drinking Shandies back then, but he only drank Shandies. Um, <laughs> but you get him on a football field, the nicest human being on the planet. get him on a football field and he just wants to kill people. He, he, I said, he said to me one day, I, I said to him, what, what, what are you thinking when you're trying to hit them the way you hit them? And he goes, I'm just trying to put my head through their chest. And it terrified me, and he and he damaged a lot of us in the process of it. But was he was he like that as a youngster? Was he was he the nice guy off the field, or, or did he did he mature and settle down a little bit? Was he wild when he was younger off the field as well?
3: No, he used to hang around the ramplings, and they used to go through the um, Centennial Park, you know, through the bushes there and have some fun there. <laughs> Can't talk too much about it, but yeah, but he used to grab a stick, and that was me, Bundy.
0: Yeah, um, he's yeah, Bundy, and stick.
3: then he was. Yeah, yeah, and he, he was t- two two short stories. One was we were playing Cronulla, and then we we're getting smashed, and it was we're down by 30 points. Two minutes ago, Bundy said, "Come on, Hook, let's take someone with us." <laughs> 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 so he, he 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 never gave up. Yeah, and then uh, I left South in '94 and went to the Dragons and started strength and conditioning, and then we had two players in Jason Stevens and. Gordon Tallis mm. and they're absolutely terrified of Liz Davison. Mm. The year before I got there, he towed them up in a in a stouch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: um, Scary so, human so on the field. that's
3: how much respect he had.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, nineteen eighty nine, mm. Boyley, minor premiers, knocked out in straight sets. Was was that the year, the the one that got away?
3: Yeah, it, it was. It was, Scotty. You know, we, we were going all well. We were pretty busted too. Yeah, you know, like. Everybody had had a big year and, um, and it, it just didn't go our way. And then we got some injuries and, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely the one that got away.
2: Now you look at, the, you look at the, um, some of the footage of, of the man I'm about to mention next, Boyly, Phil Blake. When it comes to being gifted athletes, and you, walk, you work in the, the strength and conditioning industry, was he one of the most gifted athletes overall that you'd seen through your career?
3: Absolutely. He was before his time. He was professional. He used to do a lot of his speed work and all that in the mornings before he came to training. Um, you know, because he was, that, that's the way he was. He wanted to practice on his own skills. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, on the field. And he was very professional. If the Fords weren't going forward, he'd clock off and wait till next week. He wasn't going
4: to make make, and he realised he wasn't going to win a game if if we weren't going forward. Mm. Mm-hmm. Smart, yeah, <laughs> smart. Yeah. I did a bit of that myself in my in my time. poorly I must say, mate. I want to ask you about Jimmy Sidaris. He was seventeen in '89. He, he forced his way into the side, and put made Mario move to the front row. How, how does when you've got a young kid like that come in into an, such an established, you know, strong forward pack? How did that sit with the players? I mean. Did, did he have the respect of the players as soon as he got there or did he have to earn his stripes?
3: No, absolutely. No one got the first grade if they didn't deserve it. And then, you know, it was team first culture. And when they made the decision to put him in there, like everybody was, was happy with it because he wasn't
4: going to let the team down. Yeah, mate, mate, I wanted to ask you about Georgie Piggins. He was inducted into the Rugby League Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago. He was your coach at the Rabbits. Was it long overdue? Do you think? I mean, he's done so much for the bunnies off the field, um, on the field. I mean, he, I mean, without George Piggins, South probably aren't in the competition and they don't win the premiership that they won recently.
3: Yeah, he he, uh, he epitomises um, legend. Like he's, you know, he's the way he worked. He's when he took over the coaching job, he said, "Listen, any money I'm get, I've got to give it to the assistant coaches. I don't want any money." And then um he got Gus Buell there in eighty six, which was a master stroke because, you know, he was really the coach. George's term uh called what time training was gonna be. Mm. And then even after it, he just tried to keep the Leagues Club going and going and he, he led the fight to, to keep us in the comp and then mortgaged his house to, to fight um uh Murdoch yeah. and to get us to keep that the uh, the club going so and it's not only just about um, yeah you know, South Sydney it's about rugby league so yeah he's just amazing he's supported very well with his wife as well Moline mm. yeah well well
4: you know when... um, and,
3: and it was glad he, he doesn't remember it too much the conditions he is in but certainly the recognition was was really well deserved
4: yeah certainly well deserved and when you mention you know what he did mm. it, it, you would you'd have to say definitely long overdue.
3: Yeah, we didn't see a lot of
2: the stuff that he did. No, like Boyley just mentioned. No, the lengths that he went to.
4: No, now Boyle, I've got to ask you. This is something that I remember as a young kid. My old man got this. Um, it might have been a, a, a cassette tape a a record, or a record back yeah. in the day. Now it was a, it was a, a comedian by the name of Billy Birmingham brought out the twelfth man and wide world of sports, and and I remember vividly just this one line, and and it was referring to you. It was it was big Daryl Eastlake in the uh, in the commentary box. And he was going, and Boyle, Boyle, Boyle tries to squeeze the pus out <laughs> and, and reference it. And it was a state of origin match and he was referencing you. And, uh, mate, did, the, did, the, did your teammates give you a hard time when that came out? Because it was bloody funny, I've got to tell you.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, it was just another a laugh. There was a lot of, lot of jokes around the, with the rampings and all that. There was, no, there was no ambiguity. It was, you know, things in the shower. The guys that were circumcised in the left, the guys that weren't in the right. <laughs>
4: oh, uh, crazy, crazy that times.
3: You're <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, crazy. Otherwise, it was. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't talk about it
4: now. The joys yeah. of a rugby league dressing room. Eh?
3: There was nothing nothing hidden. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, oh, absolutely.
4: Before we let you
2: go, boy, Before we let you go, as we said, you've you've always looked after yourself from a fitness point of view. I didn't see you that long ago actually at, at a South game. You're still staying fit and, and looking after yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah. I yeah I rode surf boats and went to the Georgia Bass Marathon and yeah I still keep. If I, if I stop moving I'll I'll the arthritis or seven, I, I won't be able to move.
4: Mm. You will <laughs> or it, lose it, they say. Don't it's let it, yeah, it
2: beat you, Boyle. Don't let it beat you. Hey, yeah. boy, it was great watching you as a player. Also, it's really good to see when I go to some of the NRL games and see that you're still involved in the game. And um, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate, and a trip down memory lane. What was a, a great time for South Sydney in the 80s. Thanks, guys. I
3: really appreciate it. It's good to cheer some memories.
0: The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at
1: Nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Time for our Suncorp Safe segment. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. Um, I'm going to throw two up for you tonight. One's uh, rugby league focused. Is this a safe signing? Shane Flanagan, the Dragons coach, has secured the signature of young Warriors half. Uh, Ronald Volkman. I may, you may say who. He's played five games uh, for the Warriors in 22-23, and he's he's played for Samoa in 2023. 20, um, untested. He's, he's joining the Red V effective immediately on a one-year deal. Now, Volkman... Uh, Will compete with Kyle Flanagan for the number six jersey after Amone was uh, stood down. Does that give him good depth? Is that is that a safe thing for for the Dragons um, with with those two competing for that? I'll tell you what the Dragons. I'll tell you one thing that's safe. The Dragons are going to finish bottom. That's what's safe. That's the safe bet, Suncorp. That make put that one in. Volkman won't make a lick of difference. He's still young and he's still maturing as a player. I've said it before with Satsi, Shane Flanagan, unfortunately, is not a first-grade player. It, you know, it might be handy to have in your 30 to fill in every now and then, but he's not a first-grade player. How many times do you have to give the guy a chance? So my my, my thing there is safe, safe to say the Dragons will finish last in the NRL in 2024. The other one I wanted to throw at you very quickly on 0457 736 736. Is the SCG safe to be continuing hosting the New Year's test? How many more years do we have to put up with bad weather? Now, Sydney's my hometown. Love it. Massive support. is the best ground. But should we move that test? Should that test be moved to a, a drier time? I'm over it. I'm a, every, every year we put up with rain at the SCG during this great test match are they can they safely keep the new year's test what are your thoughts 0457 736 736 get your home storm season ready with suncorp chris nelson joins us with a queensland racing update next
0: Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is
1: racing today. I know, um, I wonder if he's going to give us some tips for the weekend. Well, he has to, he has to. I tell you what, massive, massive meeting on the weekend uh, at the Gold Coast this weekend, Chris Nelson.
5: It, Joce. great to chat and yes, you did right. It's a massive meeting, it's the first week... Of the first Saturday of two Saturdays, of course, of the Magic Millions Carnival, culminating in the big races next week. Still, we have some really good racing uh, this week on the Gold Coast. The track, this is unbelievable. The track is already back to a soft five. There you go. If you can believe that. Already back to a soft five. So by the time we get to probably tomorrow, we'll be on a good four. Nice. I I think there's something like between maybe zero and eight mils of rain forecast. So That's not going to make any difference whatsoever. So the new track... Uh, has performed really well under uh, very trying conditions over the last seven days or so. Uh,
1: where else are we racing this weekend?
5: Well, as we discussed last uh, earlier in the week, we're racing at Bell, yes. which is a non-TAB meeting, which we know is in that Darling Downs region, well I think out it out, out uh, out Well,
1: out near Dalby. Out near Dalby, I should on. say.
5: Dalby. Yeah, out near Dalby, that's right. Uh, Ipswich, we have a meeting at Ipswich also on Saturday. We have a meeting, obviously, at the Gold Coast. Now, the features are the wave... 1,800 metre race worth $250,000 for three and four-year-olds. A couple of uh, $250,000 class fours, a couple of $250,000 maidens, and the two-year-old gold nugget and the two-year-old gold pearl. They are the features have nine races to get through. Uh, a big day there. And Sunday we race at the uh, the Sunshine Coast, so we're back there. And don't forget, Jace, next week, yes. of course, we have the barrier draw on the yes. beach on the beach on Tuesday morning. That's always a massive highlight.
1: You and I will be there, no doubt, uh, along with uh, Patton Hills. They're broadcasting live. And Gareth Hall from SEN Track. Uh, let's hope we can contain all our horses uh, this year. I remember I was walking back to my car and going, yes. why is there a horse running along the Gold Coast Highway?
5: Yeah, I'm glad that uh, all ended up okay because that was that could have been could have been very dangerous, but it worked out okay. But I'm sure that won't happen this time. Around.
1: Yeah. You want very, some tips. Uh yes, please, mate. What do you got for us for Saturday?
5: Race five, number nine, certainly can. I think can certainly win even from the wide gate. Race seven, number one, the vowels in the wave, the major race. I think uh, the Edmonds team can win that. Race seven, number one, and the last race, one each way here at Double Figures. Race nine, number eight, Warby. Golan trains racing really well this prep. Awkward gate will get back but run on strongly. Race nine, number eight each way.
1: All right, good luck with that this weekend, folks. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, Jase. Have a great weekend.
0: The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day.
1: Welcome back to the show. We're about to wrap it up for another night. I I see the Panthers are unhappy with the Tigers for photoshopping a photo of Jerome Luai in Tigers colours. When he's still contracted to the Panthers in 2024, yeah, I got this email yesterday, and it was from the West Tigers, and it had him in their jersey. Um, yeah, I thought it was a bit. I thought it was a bit, eh, not the coolest thing to do. If that was the opposite way, I don't think, I don't think uh, the West Tigers would be happy with that. But I thought it was a little uncool. Yeah, I think they've got a right to be unhappy with that Panthers. He's still a Panthers player to the end of 2024. So just cool your jets. Cool them. Community updates. Thanks to Firecote, be alert and prepared this bushfire season. There's still a fire burning in the, yeah uh, y- 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 sorry, Yella. Is it, is it yellow? Yeah, it's Yella Bond State Forest. That's near Inglewood. We were talking about this one yesterday. yesterday. It's on the Queensland-New South Wales border. If you're in the surrounding areas, please avoid smoke by closing windows and doors and stay inside. For more info, uh, get in touch with the Queensland Foreign Emergency Services, qfes.queensland.gov.au, this community update. Thanks to the new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. That is the end of the show. Thanks to Kia Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Jeez, they look good. They look so good, these Kias. Time to go. Uh, Back Monday night with another edition of Sports Days. We wrap up a massive weekend in sport. Catch you then. (coughs)